From the studios of Teeing It Up in the swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up presents Danny Flecka in his weekly spot to preview Super Bowl 56 on this, one of the great days in the United States of America. Danny, good morning and welcome to Super Gold Sunday. Good morning. Uh, did you wake up and watch any Olympics to bookend your Super Gold Sunday? I have not. I have not watched much, if at all, any of the Olympics. I'd say maybe like 15 minutes total since it's been on. Well, you'll have an opportunity right after the Lombardi Trophy presentation with the final run of Women's Monobob. So uh, you'll be able to see it live tonight at 1045-ish on NBC. Okay, so we chose not to preview the Pro Bowl. What have you watched more of this year, the Olympics or the Pro Bowl? The Olympics. Okay, look at that. Um, somehow the, the uh, Pro Bowl keeps on ticking, um, which is amazing. It just shows the power of the NFL. Okay, Rams-Bengals. Uh, you told me the other day you've had a really hard time reading this game. Has the last 48 hours or so clarified anything for you in your mind? It really hasn't. It's been tough. I've, both of these teams are teams that I have bet against the last uh, three weeks. I, you know, I thought the Bengals would beat the Raiders, but I took the Raiders in the points in that game. I thought the Titans would beat them, and, and they won outright, obviously. And then I thought Kansas City was a slam dunk uh, for the championship game. We all know what, what happened there. The Rams, um, you know, that Cardinal game was obviously a blowout. That the Tampa game was, you know, them on thin ice uh, for for most of that second half, and then the San Francisco game was, was a very similar story for them on thin ice for most of the game. And uh, the fourth quarter, we saw a, a collapse by the 49ers that let them come back and win that game. I'm I'm torn in this game for a number of reasons. Uh, none of which I think are, are new to anybody that might be listening. You know, you have the Bengals here with um, an average team, really, when you look at the metrics, but some superstars at certain positions that, that are coming out and making big plays when they need to make plays, most notably Joe Burrow. And the Rams have, um, you know, Matthew Stafford, who at times can make a mistake and really kill that team, and McVay. Uh, as well, you know, comes out sometimes and, and calls plays and calls games, I think, too close to the chest and isn't aggressive enough. And we saw that, that play out a little bit against San Francisco and Tampa Bay. So I'm torn because I, I know who the better team is when I look at it on paper. That, that really hasn't mattered going up against the Bengals this year because the Bengals have beaten two, two teams that on paper should have beat them. You know, what's interesting about this game is for Cincinnati, they've had this red zone efficiency issue. And, you know, you've got to, you know, capture every single point you possibly can in a playoff game. And McPherson has been so good for them. And you just wonder, um, in my mind, A, will that come back to haunt them? B, you know, so much of, of what the Rams did was to go all in for this game and this moment. And that falls on Matthew Stafford. 
And the Cincinnati defense is not a flashy defense. They're not a sexy defense. They're not going to, you know, when you see those names tonight, it's not going to be, you know, starters that jump off the page. And yet they were able to drive Patrick Mahomes absolutely nuts in both their matchups this year, Week 16 and, and the AFC Championship game. And it's hard to drive Matthew, uh, 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 sorry, Patrick Mahomes nuts. It is a very mysterious game, and it is a very interesting game. Let's start here with, uh, with Adam Schefter reporting that um, Uzama, the, the, the tight end for Cincy, who went out with that knee injury a couple games ago, is going to go today. I can see him running a bunch of just, you know, go turn around and stop, you know, go stop turnarounds. Just very simple 7, 8, 10-yard routes. Do you think Uzama's a decoy, or do you think he could actually have an effect today? It's tough to say. I definitely think he's going to be limited. And I, I look at this game for Cincinnati, and you know, you look at what you've seen so far from them in this playoff. Um, you know, they've been sacked. You know, Burrow's been sacked, I think, 15 times um, in the playoff. Something along those lines. Um, the majority of it coming in that one game. But I think, you know, we've spoken about this numerous times, I think, about the Bengals, is that they've got to throw the ball. They've got to be aggressive. And we didn't see that in the Tennessee game early. We didn't see that, especially in the Kansas City game early. They completely flipped the script in the second half. And that was the game plan I would have come out with from the get-go. For me, Cincinnati in this game, I think it's a similar type of script that I said they had to pull off against Kansas City. They've got to throw the ball probably 40 to 45 times in this game. They've got to utilize a lot of short, intermediate routes. I think players like Tyler Boyd today are, are going to be key for them. L.A. has, you know, we all know what L.A. has up front. Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald. You can't sit back there and throw deep balls and seven-step drops or a long play-action play. I don't know if that offensive line can hold up consistently snap over snap. Especially that's the right side of the line. Exactly. So that's where like the, the underneath stuff comes in, and that's where a guy like Tyler Boyd, who hasn't really been able to make his mark in this playoff because of what we've seen from Jamar Chase and Joe, Joe Burrow, um, you know, that's where he is going to need to be utilized today. He will have a matchup advantage against whoever the third corner is on the Rams, and that's where they need to look. Um, and I think that will then open things up a little bit. Because I, 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 as much as possible today, um, you know, I, I expect to see Chase in a lot of motion, a lot of things maybe out of the backfield to try to soften up that underneath coverage a bit. But... You know, they've got to throw the ball. If they, they run they run the ball in predictable situations and then get in third and long uh, spots, it's going to be very easy for L.A., I think, to take advantage of the game. And we saw that, though. You know, Cincinnati has played this script already twice. We saw it against the Titans, and we saw it against the, uh, the Chiefs. The difference is, against the Chiefs, there were some plays that Joe Burrow made with his legs that, that saved them, uh, to be honest with you. you know, everyone's talking about you know, all the big throws he makes, but what about those two big third-down runs he had yeah. on the game tie and drive? Those were third-down and eight, third-down third down and sixes. You know, those were long 
distances for him to, to go out and get. And then both times, he wasn't scrambling, you know, on design. He was scrambling because the pocket was collapsing on him. Those are the types of plays they need to avoid. And I think you avoid that by being quick with the ball, screen games, get mixing out of the backfield, use Tyler Boyd underneath, and then, you know, you'll soften up the defense a little bit for that second-level stuff where you have T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, you know, able to make plays. That, that's how I would attack this team. Uh, I think that that's what's been successful against the Rams, that intermediate stuff, the second level right behind the linebackers. You know, you, you try to take Ramsey maybe out of this game a little bit by, by motioning Chase, getting him on the boundaries, you know, isolating that that side of the field so that, you know, he doesn't have an opportunity to make a play on the ball. But, man, they've got to hold up today. I, I don't know how else, how else to put it. I think it's a very simple simple thing to look at, and I think that's probably what everyone's thinking. You know, are they going to be able to hold up for 60 minutes? Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. When you have a kicker like Evan McPherson, who has had such an unbelievable run to start the playoffs, it changes, obviously, how you call certain situations. And, you know, there's the whole touchdown versus field goal scenario. There is also the scenario of a drive stalls, but yet you have a kicker with a leg. You know, think Justin Tucker and those Ravens runs where suddenly your ability to score becomes different and you call third down differently. If you're Zach Taylor, do you treat this like any other game and trust McPherson to hit these kicks just like it was week four? Or do you have to take into account everything that is today? I, I think you hit the nail on the head. The, the, the game is going to dictate it. I, I think, in, you know, here's the thing. If you're the Bengals, you've had games um, where you are starting slow. And they've, I, they've identified that as an issue. They have said, we are a second-half team. We're a second-half team. That's all great and everything, and, and that's fine. But the game needs to stay within striking distance. What happened in Kansas City, both against Kansas City both times, is it, really hard to do. It's really hard to come back from double digits consistently. And that's something to keep in mind if you're Cincinnati. And I think it's great to have a weapon like that, but you can't rest on that. They've got to be aggressive today. And I would like to see them play with a lead or you know go score for score, whatever it is, but they can't just be calling field goals because they can't just be playing for field goals because they know they have a good kicker. That's still a high, a high variance type of situation. You know, even though he's hitting at ninety percent or whatever it is, there's still a lot that goes wrong that can go wrong with that type of play. So you know, if I, if I'm them again, I'm aggressive. I'm going after the Rams. I am taking advantage of what I have, and that is my wide receiver uh, position. I have great wide receivers. I need to take advantage of what they can do and, and go from there. Because that defense, again, they've held this year, but again, like if you're down 14 nothing, you know, 17-3, are you really confident that you're going to be able to come back again? And that's just a lot. You put a lot of pressure not only on you know, Joe Burrow and that offensive line because they're going to have to throw the ball. But you also put your defense in a disadvantage because they have to go out there and make multiple stops against an offense that has, you know, their own set of uh, skill players that can cause problems. So I get the whole Evan McPherson storyline. 
He's been great this playoff, but, you know, I'm really only trying him out there if it's a, a definitive situation where I can't pick up that first down. So, like, you know, it's a third down 16, you get a couple yards to make the field goal a little bit more comfortable for him. But you can't just play knowing that you have that three in your back pocket. They have to be a little more aggressive today. Danny Fleco with us here on Teeing It Up. When the Rams have the football, Cam Akers is going to be a big story. It's one of the most unbelievable stories in the NFL. How important do you think um, their play calling and, and what Sean McVay is going to try to do is about getting Matthew Stafford comfortable early versus treating this like the aforementioned week four game where you might run Cam Akers a bunch in the first drive and, and just see what you're getting and, and do simple play action stuff versus trying to get Matthew Stafford comfortable, which you may ordinarily not do if it was week four. I'd, I'd be looking to, Ram, if I'm the Rams too, I'd be looking to come out and throw early. Um, you know, the, the strength of this, this Cincinnati defense, I think, is definitely up front. Um, you know, their defensive line and their linebackers are pretty good. You know, they have a decent amount, I think, of, of, of talent up front, and they're a little bit shaky in the secondary. As a collective, they're good. But individually, there are definitely matchups there that they can take advantage of. Um, Again, I'd come out and throw the ball. You have Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, um, you know Van Jefferson, guys that can make plays for you on the outside. So take advantage of that, uh, especially early. Put the pressure on the, the Cincinnati Bengals to make plays, and it goes the same for you know uh, Cincinnati on the other side of the ball. I, I think if I'm on offense, the name of the game for me today would be to be aggressive, come after this te- these teams see what they can do, and then sort of get into what you would normally do uh, you know, throughout the game flow. But you want to maybe get out in front a little bit. And, and yeah, you might see some solid drives there, but I think planting those seeds makes up for what you can see later on in the game from these teams. So I think I'd be, you know, sometimes in these games, um, coaches are way, way, way too conservative. I would be the opposite this game. I'd be aggressive. I'd come after them, see what they've got, let the game come from that. I mean, we saw from Kansas City last week or two weeks ago, they were super aggressive in their approach, and it worked, and then for some reason they they stopped, um, and they weren't able to adjust. So that that's what happens sometimes when you are aggressive, you know, the, the, the counter to that. But – I think there's just too much talent on both teams on the outside to just sit back and run the ball 25 times and hope that you're able to to steal this game. All right, final two for Danny Flecka here on uh, teeing it up on the Super Bowl Sunday. Number one, um, I see Jamar Chase and Odell Beckham having similar roles. You can run a lot of stuff. On underneath with them, um, you know, OBJ, we know how fast he is, but I think you could also take him out of the backfield or run him on a little screen pass and see what you can open up. Would you treat Odell Beckham in the same way you, uh, the Bengals treat Jamar Chase, knowing that there is a chance that they're just going to double or triple Cooper Cup, and you're not going to get the looks that you might ordinarily get, and Odell Beckham suddenly could become the weapon that draws more attention, and then you get Cooper Cup involved. See, I do it with the opposite person. I would use Cup mm. out of the backfield. Because Cup is really good at 
at one blocking. He's a great, great run blocker out of the backfield. You know, they like to bring him in tight and use him in those crackback situations. Um, you know, aiding the tight end to get to the second level. I would use Cup a little bit more on motions, on backfield stuff. You know, behind the line of scrimmage type things. That's where Odell Beckham then can open up the field for you. Um, you know, Cooper Cup has been great, and he runs every single route on the route tree. But he is really dangerous in the intermediary sort uh, section of the field. That 10 to 12 yard section where he has great ability to run after the catch. Odell Beckham has the same thing, but he's a little bit better versed, I think, to run those deeper routes and, and gain that type of separation that you need on those types of routes. So I'd use Cooper Cup closer to the line of scrimmage to then open things up for Odell Beckham and Van Jefferson who, who have that type of skill set where you want to stretch the field with them. So I think we might see Cup even get a couple of jet sweeps out of the backfield, you know, some quick wide receiver screens that we see them run with him, and that will then bring people up and open things up for everybody, including, you know, Cup himself. But I think that's the person I would use as that, that sort of like vacuum Right, pull everybody up, and then you get that those intermediary intermediary shots with Odell Beckham and um, you know Van Jefferson, and, and keep an eye out for their tight end Blanton, who filled in for Higby the last game. He had some big catches for them, you know, you know, in those those third to go situations. He could be somebody that they just forget about that could have a big game today. We need a prediction. So. <clears throat> I get what Burrow's done. I know the sentimental pick today is going to be the Bengals for everything that they've gone through and what they have going on there. I just think that there is going to be certain plays in this game where the pressure will dictate what's going on, and and that's where Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and Leonard Floyd come in. I think it's closer than maybe I want to say it's going to be because the Bengals have had that that knack this year of keeping games close and with Joe Burrow, anything is possible. But I just think defensively up front, we've seen this before. We have seen great defensive lines dominate playoff games, dominate Super Bowls, and really sort of push their team over the edge. And I think we see that today. I think it's going to be a 27-23 game, L.A. Huh. We shall see how it plays out. I have 31-20 L.A. So, um, and what's interesting about that is if it's 27-23 L.A., that means that Cincinnati covers because at last check it was four and a half Los Angeles. Yeah, trust me, I've gone back and forth the last two weeks trying to figure out which side I'm going to go on. I, you know, I have different situations where I have to pick a team to cover the spread. I'm leaning Cincy if it's four and a half. If it's four, I'm probably taking L.A. But, you know, we've seen this before. We've seen defensive lines, you know, dominate games. We've seen, you know, go back to the Giants when they beat the Pats both times. Yeah. Look at what Denver did to Carolina when they were in the in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, we even saw it, it wasn't necessarily a dominant performance, but we saw you know Philadelphia against New England. You know, in that game, a defensive lineman made the biggest play of the game. You know, it just seems to me that 
that the defensive line is going to dictate this game, and I worry if I'm the Bengals. That's why I said that I need, you need to be aggressive. If they are, if they are in obvious passing situations, it's going to be really, really hard for them. That's why I'd be aggressive. I'd keep them on their back foot. I try to go score for score or, or have a lead so I can stay balanced at least. But if, if Cincinnati gets behind and we find that they have to play a similar script that they did against Kansas City, I think it's going to be a lot harder for them to replicate what they did against Kansas City against that, this defensive line today. And we shall see how it plays out beginning at 6.30 Eastern time on NBC. Danny Flecka, thank you, as always, for coming on Teeing It Up. Of course, I mean, enjoy the day. You got it. And thank you all for uh, joining us on Teeing It Up. Enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday.